if you are a parrot head, you know that that was Jimmy Buffett, and you likely know that song by heart. This is Stacy Julian with episode 121 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It is also about living with refreshing optimism and cultivating things like curiosity, awareness, and connection. I am your host, Stacy Julian. I am a life enthusiast, a storyteller, and a believer. I love to talk about people, places, and all kinds of things. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hello, my podcast friends. Thanks for listening. So photographer and blogger Brenda Tharp wrote, I have always loved that phrase in Jimmy Buffett's popular song. When we move about the country or world, The changes in our latitude bring about changes in our attitude. How could they not? We are experiencing new scenery, new ways the light illuminates the land, possibly new birds and animals. We are meeting new people, having fresh experiences, and I don't know about you, but this always opens my heart and soul to see and appreciate the places I visit. Beautifully said, Brenda. So I recently stayed overnight at my brother's house, and while I was there, I picked up an issue of National Geographic, and I read an article entitled, Are We Born to Wander? by author and speaker Eric Weiner. Eric's article starts this way. I've been putting my passport to good use lately. I use it as a coaster and to level wobbly table legs. It makes an excellent cat toy. Welcome to the pandemic of disappointments, canceled trips, or ones never planned lest they be canceled, family reunions, study abroad years, lazy beach vacations, poof, gone, obliterated by a tiny virus, and the long list of countries where my passport is not welcome. (laughs) Can you relate at all? When it comes to our curious addiction to go, see, and do, Robert Louis Stevenson succinctly wrote, The great affair is to move, and our moving has taken a huge hiatus. Thanks, COVID. But, you guys, we're going to travel again, and that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to share just a few thoughts and experiences that I have rolled up and packed away in my memory suitcase over the years And you'll want to stay to the end because I'm going to invite you to join me for a new online documenting adventure. So I distinctly remember an intense feeling of overwhelm mixed with awe as I stood a young American missionary at a crossroad of two pedestrian streets in Essen, Germany. It was 1986 And it was the first time that my little brain began to wrap its gray matter around the vastness of this world with the idea 
that dotting this earth, there are countless cities like the one I was standing in, filled with innumerable throngs of people. Then later on my mission, I stood in front of Heidelberg University during the year of its 600th anniversary and again grappled with an almost incomprehensible notion that this institution that I stood looking up at had been educating minds for 400 years longer than my home country had been in existence. What? (laughs) What I discovered at 22 in Deutschland was that I wanted to travel. But then, a return to school and studies, life, marriage, and the beginnings of a family required my full attention. Of course, I loved living for a short while in Chicago, Illinois. But it wasn't until I was invited by a small scrapbook store located in Key West, Florida, to come teach classes that my wanderlust was again wedded. I discovered there that an Atlantic Ocean beach is vastly different from the beaches on the other side of my continent. What followed Key West was a dozen or more domestic scrapbooking conventions where I got to meet new people and make lasting memories. But then, in 2005, I was invited to South Africa. Africa, you guys, (laughs) to share my thoughts about memory keeping. And it was in South Africa that I saw with my own eyes during an evening of stargazing the Southern Cross. I'm maybe just a little bit embarrassed (laughs) to now reluctantly admit that in a moment of daftness, I asked our biologist guide the question, does this mean you've never seen the North Star? Oh, <laughs> no response needed. The blank questioning stares from my fellow travelers was my answer. But that's one reason we travel, right? To make real a few of the facts that we've supposedly learned in high school textbooks. Okay, it was on my second trip to South Africa. I was able to bring my animal-loving father, and together we witnessed a fresh lion kill on a game drive in the Lalabella Game Reserve. Now, I'm a fan of zoos, but I'm telling you that there is nothing like watching lion guarding their kill. We stopped morning and night for two days, and I gained a much deeper respect for the top of the food chain. Trust me, when you drive up to an elephant and recognize that he could topple your adventure vehicle, (laughs) or when you watch giraffe or encounter a herd of zebra, they call them zebra in South Africa, something in you changes. You will still take your children to the zoo, but at the zoo, you will tell them about South Africa. In 2007, I traveled to London, England, and I took my mom. We stayed in the West End, and we saw Mary Poppins live on stage. But almost equally exceptional was our working our way down a very steep circular staircase in the corner of a very old used bookstore. 
I guarantee you those stairs haven't passed code for 200 years. In Sydney, which to me feels a lot like my home of Seattle, I realized that all cities might have iconic landscapes defined by things like an opera house or a space needle, but that they also possess unique cultures, which is a mix of food, flora and fauna, of course, but also signage and greetings and neighborhood nooks and crannies that deserve deliberate navigation. My trip to Osaka in Japan with my husband was unforgettable, and not just because of the generosity of our friend and guide Catherine, who rode bikes with us around the city of Kyoto and up to the Golden Temple, but because of what I observed of Japanese culture in the classes that I taught. And here's where maybe a little background information might be helpful. If you've ever attended a scrapbooking retreat or crop in the U.S., I think you'll see in your mind's eye what I'm about to describe. It's a huge, laughter-filled room lined with rows of tables, surrounded by rolling and overflowing totes and stacked with stuff and stickers. You can barely see the people for all of the stuff. There are always giant-sized bags of M&Ms for sharing, of course, and big gulps of Diet Coke. There are plastic garbage bags attached to the ends of these tables for collecting the flow of trash. It's noisy, but it's your tribe, and it's oh so nice to get away and be together. Now, let's go back to Japan, where scrapbookers are more quiet. They come in the room carrying what looks more like big fashionable purse-style bags than scrappy totes. Their tables are kept clean and tidy, and at lunch, they pull bento boxes from those same bags. They eat with chopsticks, and they clean up with a handkerchief that they carry with them. They created zero trash. I'm not even kidding you. It was quite the contrast, and it left me questioning some of my excess. Speaking of excess, what about the first time you step off a cruise ship? onto soil in a country south of my border, and you resist giving the brown-eyed children money because they've told you not to. But then you rent scooters, and you ride through the countryside, and you see how families build houses one story at a time from paver bricks, as they can afford those paver bricks. And you return to the docks a different, more aware and more generous person, or hopefully at least, a person less inclined to justify your withholding. If you want to teach children, especially teenagers, about their abundance and privilege without saying anything at all, travel. I think Mr. Buffett says it best. Reading departure signs in some big airport reminds me of the places I've been, Or the oft-quoted St. Augustine, the world is a book, and those who don't travel read only one page. I kind of hate to commit, but here's my favorite travel quote of all. Why do you go away? So that you can see the place you came from with new eyes and extra colors. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. Oh, thank you for those words, Terry Pratchett. 
You don't have to go far, you guys, to return home with a new perspective. Certainly, there are destinations just around your corner that beg to be experienced. I'm going to end where I began with a bit more of Eric Weiner's article. Travel is not a rational activity. It makes no sense to squeeze yourself into an alleged seat only to be hurled at frightening speed to a distant place where you don't speak the language or know the customs, all at great expense. If we stopped to do the cost-benefit analysis, we'd never go anywhere. And yet, we do. He continues, Just remember that the whole point of getting out there is to embrace the differences that make the world so colorful. So go ahead and plan that trip. It is good for you. Plotting a trip is nearly as enjoyable as actually taking one. Anticipation is its own reward. So we, my husband and I, are beginning to anticipate our first ever trip to explore ancestral countries. In the fall of 2022, we're hopefully headed to not the Julian Farm, but the Julian Farm in Norway and to Denmark. According to my 23andMe app, I am 56.1% Danish and Irish, and I can't wait to do some family history exploration with my own feet on the ground. How about you? Where have you been? Where would you like to go? Perhaps you'll send me a speak pipe message and tell me all about it. I'm going to play a message now that I've had for a while. It's from my friend Julie. We met years ago at one of those scrapbook conventions I mentioned, and Julie has been in my recent online classes. Here, have a listen. Stacy, congratulations on your 100th episode. That is an awesome achievement. And it amazes me that you continue to find interesting information to share with us. I have been a big fan of yours since seeing you way back at CKU. And during this past year, have been one of your students in the 20 and 20 class. And looking forward to photo freedom and your 52 stories. And I am... Uh, over the moon to be part of these groups and have enjoyed every episode of your podcast that you've shared as well as the Facebook groups that we have access to. I am a physician and this has been a very stressful year and your podcasts and your classes have been an oasis. So thank you for doing it. Mm, Julie, you are so welcome. I do believe community and creativity are like an oasis. So when you combine them together, it is kind of magical. And that's what I want you to experience. All of you. I want you to experience some of the magic that's created in a creative community that gathers around an online class. You guys, I love teaching online and I have a brand new class at stacyjulian.com called Quick Trip Travel. 
<laughs> this is a chance for me to share with you my favorite concept and creative process for documenting road trips, family vacations, and even epic faraway adventures. I am teaching, as I just mentioned, this class at stacyjulian.com in just a few weeks. It's going to happen in three different sessions on three days with Zoom meetings, okay? It's going to be a Thursday evening, August 12th, a Friday afternoon, the 13th, and a Saturday morning, the 14th. Now, of course, those are Pacific time. So it might not be an evening, an afternoon, and a morning for you, but I want you to be there. And if you aren't able to make it live uh, for any of those sessions, they will all be recorded and archived. And this class will continue to live on my website and be available as a self-paced class after I teach it in August. Okay, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can get all the details you need. But the most important detail right now is that you can get this class, which is $14.95, totally affordable. But you can get this class through Saturday, July 17th for just 10 bucks. So go get your ticket and then come hang out with me so that I can show you how to print some of your travel related pictures and get them into an awesome picture-centric, totally individual scrapbook that you create to display and share with those you love, okay? So wherever you're listening to this episode, look in your app, in the notes, and see if you don't see a link to Quick Trip Travel. Check it out, get signed up, and then, my friends, come back next week. I will be here with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Suddenly ended tomorrow I could somehow